Hi everyone, I'm Lily Pebbles. I'm Anna Gardner and this is At Home With. We've just come out of Lisa Eldridge's house. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I love her. We've, we've, we actually know Lisa. We met her a couple of years ago, but she's, she's just so great. I mean, I feel like every episode is going to start with us screeching <laughs> and just being like, oh my God, it was amazing. But genuinely, it was so incredible. Lisa is such a lovely softly spoken warm person yeah. she has an incredible home she has four cats there was like cats everywhere we turned she has like a lounge that can also be a cinema room she's she's invited us around to watch a film with her like we are so taking her up I'm on that so offer i really really <laughs> am we talked a bit about her her career from like the early days i didn't actually know much about how she initially got into being a makeup artist and then we also talked about her current role as the creative director of makeup for Longcom. It was incredible. She obviously had a very good, um, she had some vintage pieces of makeup there as well that we spoke about. This is definitely one to watch on the Acast app because there are pictures of her cats on there. Also, you can watch that just on desktop as well. If you just go on the Acast website, you can just watch along there. Oh, I hope you guys love it. We really, really enjoyed recording this one. So here is At Home with Lisa, Lisa Eldridge. We are here with Lisa Eldridge. Hi. Hi. <laughs> One of our like favorite people ever. We are yeah. such massive fans and we, oh, we got to meet you properly. Thank you. We got to meet you properly a couple of years ago in Paris. Yes. And you'd had a whole long press day and we were the last ones to come in and we were like, don't worry, we don't want to interview, we just want to chat. Yeah, <laughs> oh, we did. So yeah, nice. we had such a nice chat. Yeah. That was so nice at the end of the day because they were like every 15 minutes for the whole day and yeah. then it was like, <sighs> we played it. And I feel like we, came in we played it kind of cool, but then when we got back in the taxi, we were like, "Oh my yeah. god!" <laughs> so being in your home, thank you so much for having us. Oh, you're we very just welcome. Had an intro to all of your cats. Yes, all of my wherever you look, there's a cat in this house. There so really is. There really I had to is. ask how many because I think I kept seeing the same one. Times, <laughs> but there's four. There's four. They are four beautiful. in total. Yeah, all very different characters, but all Instagram famous. Um, kind of, yeah. Yeah, I feel like, is it Betty? <laughs> yeah, Betty is the queen and she's got her Instagram account. Peachop is like the jazz musician, we call him. And he's got a bit of an <laughs> Instagram account, but he's a bit sort of under he's the radar. Loof. He's quite aloof, yeah. yeah. And then the two, what we call the kittens, which are the Teddy and Bertie. They are. They haven't got their own Instagram, but they do have a hashtag. Oh, do oh. they? Yeah. There you go. We'll, have, we'll put that in the show notes. <laughs> so you can check out the cats of Lisa Eldridge's home. Definitely. But your home is incredible. It's an old piano factory. Yes. From Victorian times. Yes, it is. Yeah. Although it's been modernised on the inside, but the outside and a lot of the framework is original, and some of the floors are still original. And really? Yeah. It's yeah. so beautiful. It's just. I need to describe what it's I can quite see, different, but I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, I love like the exposed staircase. As soon as I walked in, I just saw that and thought that is amazing. I love We're it. We're currently sitting in Lisa's kitchen, so yes. we've got a kitchen to one side of us. We're at this dining table, which is beautiful and has croissants on that the cat has attempted to eat, which yeah, was an amazing moment. Slash dog, yeah, yeah the cat slash dog was <laughs> going for them. I'm loving this as well. I feel like you're very into fabrics. Yeah, I am. You like your fabrics. We're sitting on. Like, how would you describe uh, this? A sort of bonquette, oh. is it? You're going to be good at describing things. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I tortured myself over this because when we moved in, it was, it had been industrial for so long. And then somebody had bought it that wanted to turn it into flats and they didn't get planning permission. So they kind of 
did it up a little bit to then try and sell it as a house. But it was quite unusual, because it's such an unusual looking house. I think they were worried they weren't going to sell it. So they made it very masculine and lots of wood. We said it was like a sort of Austin Powers 70s ski lodge when we moved in, oh which God. it basically was. That's a real mental image. <laughs> it was all kind of wood everywhere and very hard surfaces. You know, it was a bit like an architect's office or something, like really stark lighting that was undimmable. Oh my God, in the other room, there was undimmable, horrific lighting at sort of eye level. And I couldn't even sit in there, my husband will tell you, because I was like, the lighting is horrific. Oh we can't gosh. invite anyone over. <laughs> but it was just about turning it into a home. And this was all wood. And I was like, I want to put like upholstery in there. And everyone was like, really? I guess in a kitchen, you don't In a think kitchen, you don't do upholstery. Yeah. 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 So, and then I took so long to find the fabric. And I kept looking at all these interesting, like modern fabrics and I had them all pinned on here at one point and every time I tried one it looked like a boutique hotel in here <laughs> so in the end I was like do you know what I'm going to go back and look who was making fabric in 1840 that was because you know the rest of the kitchen is quite modern and I found this fabric which is they're still making it it's the same company I think it's Cole and Son it's gorgeous and, it's been um, making it since 1840 so because they, they kind of their company started around that time so I thought I'm just going to put in this really authentic fabric, but in a funny sort of upholstered area. It and completely worked. It was yeah. a bit of a risk, but then now I love it. And like yeah. a red, but not like a, it's like a dusty Yeah, red. I love that faded red. But yeah, really lovely. It's a good lipstick colour. It is a good lipstick colour. We will get on to that later I'm Very on. obsessed with colour, as you can see. We definitely want to like talk about makeup. But <laughs> how did you, I feel like a lot of people listening to this podcast, they know you, they know your stuff, but how did you kind of get to where you are right now? Because I originally know you from TV. Yes. Yeah, so we yeah. both years discovered younger. you on 10 Years Younger. Yeah. I used to watch it with my mum. Okay. I loved that show. Yeah, it was good, wasn't it? Yeah. Even it my fun. dad, yesterday I told him this is like, we were interviewing <laughs> you and my mum was like, oh, Steve, she was on 10 Years Younger. My dad was like, I remember that, <laughs> like from watching that over our shoulder. Yeah. So we, we oh, want to talk brilliant. about your, your role now as creative director of makeup for Longcom, but yep. we'll get on to that I think we want to take a look back kind of yes. the early days yeah um, I think everyone kind of knows you it's obviously an amazing makeup artist are there any like standout moments career highlights from the early days that you remember um I remember I guess the first ever cover that I got was amazing because it was quite early on and it was a company cover company oh, wow. magazine yeah and it was one of the first kind of, I was doing a mixture of sort of a bit of ID and a bit of the face. And then I got this company cover shoot. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and um, it came out. And I just remember, I was living in Notting Hill at the time. I used to just go out, on if I wasn't working, just to go around the news agents. Because it was <gasps> so like, oh my God, like my work is on a make, you know, a cover. You did yeah. a little tour. I did a little tour, like a sad <laughs> oh. tour. And like walking past just to like, go in and like walk past the shelf and like look back and see it. So then a couple of years later when I got my first Vogue cover, oh then the tour yes. went up. It's, you know, I was like <laughs> going like worldwide. <laughs> it was a worldwide <laughs> yeah. tour of like, uh, that. I think that sort of thing. Because when you're starting out, I remember I was working in an architect's office and um, while I was kind of, you know, testing and working out my portfolio, I remember someone said to me one day, I was like looking in magazines and stuff, they said, oh, what you're looking at and I said well actually I want to be a makeup artist you know I'm just working here to kind of pay my rent and they said oh, what kind of makeup artist and I said now it sounds really arrogant but I said you know I'm going to be doing Vogue covers and that sort of thing 
And they were like, oh, wow. And I was just so kind of, that was my goal. So when I did get a Vogue cover, I was so... That's oh, amazing. I was so kind that's of That's what like, you wanted. That's what you believed yeah. in. And that's what you got. And yeah. it worked. I, I visualised it. I yeah. definitely did. I definitely did. Amazing. I believe in all of that. Definitely. I think it works. How old are you when you got your Vogue cover? I was quite young because I've only ever done makeup. Yeah. I've started literally straight out of school. I left halfway through my A-levels, so I didn't finish my A-levels, which everyone was like, <gasps> I was like, why am I resitting a physics GCSE when I want to be a makeup artist? I was so convinced from 14 that I wanted to be a makeup artist. And then um, I was going to go to art school and I was doing an art A-level and I thought, Do you know what, I just want to start doing makeup now because it's what I want to do. And it was quite hard to find out how to get into it because there wasn't the internet and I didn't know anyone in the business. And people would say, like careers people, oh, you have to go and work for the BBC then. Because oh that's gosh. all anyone knew about makeup artistry. Although there was fashion makeup artists, it wasn't like it is now where you can just Google and find out who, which agency represents them. So I thought, well, I'll come to London and just start trying to test and trying to sort of, you know, figure it out for myself, really. So I came here and I didn't have a job, so I got a job on a Lancome makeup counter. Oh, no. Wow. Yes. Full circle. You've got the Lily full circle. Yeah, I did that's get the amazing. sack, but that's a whole <laughs> other story. Um, it's funny because you sort of try and, I always say to new makeup artists, try and get on the right kind of, if you want to be a fashion makeup artist, try and work with people who want to be, do the same sort of fashion as you. So I tried to work with stylists who's, ultimate goal was to work for Vogue or, mag or photographers. You yeah. almost find your crew. Yeah, you find people and you're all in the same boat and testing and they got no money. They say squad goals. Yeah, <laughs> you find your squad you find and you've you like exactly, up and you grow together. up together. Yeah, so when you see these big, huge photographers now, I'm like, oh, you know, back yeah. in the day oh, so nice. when we were kind of we shooting together, in a kind yeah. of squat <laughs> in yeah. wherever. Um, so it was, it was like that. It was very picky. I think it's yeah. really inspiring to hear that because I think in the entertainment industry, it's often about who you know and contacts. But whereas you said when you started, I, you didn't I know knew, anyone. I didn't know anyone. Your family no weren't, one didn't know about anyone. It was literally from scratch. You've got to have the guts to you gotta have the guts. figure it out. And I used to say that I don't feel like it was a tall, like a brick. I had a brick wall to get through, but it wasn't a high one. It was a deep one. Mm. And I used to visualize, and this sounds like I'm a nutter, but I used to think... If I met someone and they said, my cousin's sister's fiance's girlfriend's cousin knows someone in a magazine, I felt like, oh, can you give them, can I, you know, give them my number? And that would be like two bricks. So how did, um, you couldn't at 40 years younger, that would be amazing if you could. Oh my God, yeah, yeah. I'll but sign up. <laughs> how did 10 years younger come about? Like well, that was really TV. weird because um, I, when... Up until I had my son, I had kind of five years of doing really high fashion and shooting in Milan one day, New York the next day, the Caribbean for a couple of days, like the proper editorial lifestyle, which is what I wanted, you know, and I was doing Vogue and I lived in um, Paris sort of three years, but I was traveling all over and, but I got pregnant as you do. And um, then I was like, whoa, this is not gonna work. And I always think that you can have everything you want in life, but not all at the same time. If you want to pick your child up from school at least three or four times a week, which I wanted to, I can't be in Milan or wherever. So, so I said to my agent, look, I will work, but only if it's based 
in London and it finishes early and I just want to do like two days a week. And it was right about that time that um, I got called from this TV company and they were like, uh, about this TV thing. And I was like, wow, that sounds interesting. Um, but will it ruin my career? Because TV is so, can be very cheesy. And I knew yeah. this show was really popular, but I thought, at some point, I want to get back into fashion. Is this going to kill it completely? Mm. So I had to really think about it a lot. And I actually did call a few stylists and editors and said, you know, if I did this TV show, would you book me again? <laughs> and they said, we would, um, because we know that you'll do the TV show like with your heart. You won't be cheesy. You'll do it properly. Yeah, no. And secondly, you know, it's fine. So it was really risky for somebody who'd been quite editorial and who was known and had a good reputation in the industry to do TV. That was a massive risk. Yeah, no I one mean, else it was is really like doing, and there's doing that transition. No. There's not much beauty on Especially TV either. Especially then. No. So tra yeah, like no, no. Translating beauty onto TV, yeah, even so now, is still quite it's hard. It's so hard. Yeah. So that was a real risk. And I did it because I quite like um, new things. And I like feeling a bit scared, like, oh, my God, <laughs> you know, what's this going to be like? Am I going to be... I quite like that now and again. Otherwise, if I was just on shoots every day for the last 25 years, I've been doing makeup, I think I'd be bored. But you turned out to be a natural on camera. <laughs> just talking about makeup, though. I, Is I couldn't talk about? about anything else. I mean, if it was anything... Or I've had a script, like, once. Oh, my God. I remember we did... I always had directors that just let me talk about makeup and then I'd be fine talking about people's skin and their routines and, I mean, trying to shut me up was the problem. <laughs> but then one day it was this different director and she'd written a script <gasps> and we shot in John Lewis department store on the ground floor. So you can imagine people were like looking. After 10 takes or 15 takes, I just said to her, and people were going... Oh, she's really bad, <laughs> you know, she's not as good as we thought she was. I just said, can I just say it in my own words? And she was like, by then she was worn down. She said, yeah. And then I just did it. So I was like, I cannot read what you're saying. What I feel like we can relate to that. Yeah. We often have terrible that. Scripts, <laughs> terrible scripts. Terrible, terrible. So, so yeah, so that's how that all came about. And um, I really enjoyed it. I loved working with the women. I still get letters, like, up until a few years ago saying oh, I'm still, you know, you changed my life. And, and I really enjoyed doing that. And I liked just learning about TV. I'd never done it before. Um, it was a different kind of thing to do. And it was that that led to, like, the website and everything because um, a lot of people would see me on that and then try and go on my website, which was just a portfolio. So it was that that kind of made me think, oh, I'll make my website more of a destination. We'd, we'd love to talk to you more about your website and of course your YouTube channel, which we're obviously so <laughs> interested in talking about. Massively. I feel like we should move maybe into the lounge now to talk, Ooh, about, to talk about YouTube. Yeah, let's yeah. do that. Can we move locations. Let's go next door. room is amazing it's, it's a cinema room it's a there's that's a project that's a screen oh. it comes down oh i didn't so even see do. the ceiling either yeah that's an old one that's, that's amazing like beams wooden back beams. in the day yeah wooden beam ceiling it's a gorgeous light airy room with massive windows yeah Na very natural light natural lights yeah a lot of natural light but there are blackout blinds as well because that this is a big um 
screen, and that's a projector. So oh. we have movie nights in here a lot and invite people over and we watch like all kinds of movies, everything from like arty things to Drew Barrymore nights, you know, girly oh, nights. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like God. a 50 first date or then the next night something really arty. And at the moment <laughs> I'm watching Big Little Lies. Oh, it's here. brilliant. <gasps> I love it. Don't tell me anything. I'm <laughs> only up to okay. episode <laughs> five. It's so good. Oh my God, it's so good. You it's have so to watch tense, the whole thing. Yeah. But it's so beautifully yeah. filmed but there's an underlying tension that is just so like it's so beautifully filmed oh, I love it I, don't you want to move there yes I just <laughs> so it's so amazing every time I meet Lily at the moment she keeps talking to me about I it I know it's brilliant we're, we're sitting on this also this amazing sofa there's two and they're like the deepest sofas yeah they're ever. really deep it's a bed it's it's like a bed <laughs> it is um I just like really nice sofas I'm quite into Vegging out. I don't go out that much, really. I mean, I go out now and again, but I like staying in, putting on my slippers, taking off my makeup. I sit in here and watch movies and whatever. I'm, 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 you I'm, are I'm our very, kind of woman. I'm, yeah. I'm very a cup of tea and a night in. Hey, yes. welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the Same. club. It's so beautiful. So I'm guessing, do you ever watch your own YouTube videos <laughs> on your massive projector? Oh my God. Can you imagine? That would be horrific. This is, yeah, no, I couldn't no. watch it on this screen. No, that's my idea. I would be like, oh my God. No, yeah. When no. did you start the channel? Um, I started it at the end of 2010, like Christmas time. Because that's what, almost seven years. Yes, yeah, almost seven years. Yeah. Wow. Oh God, that's gone so, so fast. You, you, when I think of makeup artists on YouTube, you're one of the first yeah. to make that transition. Yeah. So you had your website. What made you think I need to add videos into this mix? Well, it was because of the TV show. When I went on the Channel 4 website, there was a kind of little bit about each presenter. And under mine, there was like 400 comments from people saying, you used this concealer last night and which one would you recommend for me? And there was so many questions and some of them were really quite heartbreaking. Like, I don't know, I've just had this illness and I need help and can you help me? So I thought, well, this website that I've got is literally, you go on there and it's just all my covers and celebrities and things. I should turn that into a destination. And it was the same time that YouTube was happening and I thought that YouTube makeup tutorials were genius. Yeah, they, I they was are. so like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. And I would tell people in the fashion, in the beauty industry, particularly when I did like um, shoots, you know, for mascara with two sets of false eyelashes and things, <laughs> I'd be like, you know, there's these girls on YouTube that can say this doesn't work. And they'd be like, oh yeah, it's not really anything to do with us. Like within the industry, it wasn't, recognized but I knew it was a game changer I mean I just I could see that consumers it's basically consumers having all the power you know to say this said it was going to do that but actually it doesn't or it wasn't good on my skin it didn't last and I just thought it's brilliant and also all the magazines that you give quotes to you can never explain what you mean like if you say years ago blend into the socket line <laughs> what does that yeah. mean if you read it and you know nothing about makeup yeah. you're like well firstly where's the socket line and what is this blending in the socket line so what I loved about YouTube is that you know you can show where you're holding the mirror the angle of the head where the elbow is the face that you're pulling all of those things I just thought were so good and I while I was at Boots I did a DVD because I was always saying you need to show people how to use the makeup 
and I did this DVD that was free in Boots and it was really popular and I was like yes because now they know how to use these products you know you can't ever explain it on a little package no and um yeah, so that was kind of why I did it. And also, when I did 10 Years Younger, I hated the editing. Because I would spend time and be explaining like what I thought was the really key tip about something. And then when I'd see... I wouldn't see it till it was on TV. And then I'd uh. be like, oh, for fuck. Yeah. <laughs> they cut out the bit about... The main thing that I was supposed to be saying here was all about lifting the eye, and they cut that bit out. And then I'd go to the rap party, and it'd be a bloke, you know... <laughs> Twenty-three-year-old bloke, the recent bloke going with the cat. <laughs> Hello, I've been editing your um, work. I don't know anything about makeup, and I'm like, yeah, yeah and exactly. it shows. Not your fault. Yeah. You're a twenty-three-year-old guy, but yeah. that's annoying. Yeah. So as YouTube, you have all the control. Yeah. To so you know say the bit you want to leave edit. in, the bit you want to cut yeah. out, whatever, and the bit that you think is key to explain what it is you're trying to explain. No one can cut it out. So that was another reason that I was so... I used to film them here, downstairs, in what's now one of my son's rooms. Um, and then I just put it up and then, you know, then I ended up doing another one. And it was, it was about three years later and I went on a really kind of cool editorial job. And I walked in and the stylist assistant went, oh my God, I love your videos on YouTube. And everyone went... <laughs> everyone went, what? <laughs> And I remember the hairdresser went, what's that? You're on YouTube. I said, yeah, yeah, it's not for you guys. It's for real people. <laughs> I was like, it's not for, the, you know, you lot. And that was it. And then I went on an, a job with Kate Winslet. And I didn't know that any celebrities that I worked with knew that I made YouTube videos. And I was doing her makeup. And I know all her friends, really, cause, and her family and stuff. And this friend was coming that I'd never met before. And when she came in, she said, um, oh, this is Lisa. She always does my makeup. And she makes these amazing videos on YouTube. And she teaches women all over the world how to cover <laughs> their spots. I mean, I was always proud of them. And I was always, I always knew I was on the right track. I always felt 100% confident. I remember um, Michelle Dockery saying, um, last night I had to do this red carpet thing, but the makeup artist didn't work out. So... I did the classic smoky eye, <laughs> the video, and where you do the thing, I did it to work out really well. And you've recently started doing vlogs, which I am loving. Oh, thank you. And it's such a nice way to see more behind the scenes of your role as creative director yeah. of makeup at yeah. Lancôme. Yeah, it's good um, to kind of see bit. It's so yeah, I watched the one of you in Paris, and it's, yeah, it's just a really exciting vlog. So much going on yeah, in one day. Some <laughs> of those days are epic. Yeah, epic days. Well, we'd love to talk to you more about Lancome. Should we? Is there a beauty room somewhere where you do yes, makeup? We can go where and I do have my a own look? makeup. I just want to show you my some of my vintage makeup, <gasps> which I don't Ooh. keep at home. I keep it in my studio, but I think you guys would love. This is a Salvador Dali compact. These are incredibly rare. The um, the wings here kind of flip up, and um, that's the powder. And his little head and face comes out, and it's a red lipstick. Wow. That's super, super it's rare. It's so nice to keep it under this like glass coffee table. Yeah, it's this like is like a show and tell. That Helena Rubinstein lipstick is incredible. 1930s. Um, I love the globe. And the 50s China is my husband's. He had a phase of like being into 50s China. China. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Random. Yeah, so up here, 
I kind of, it's obviously a bedroom, but and you can get a lot to light in and see. Out Very of bright, light, airy bedroom with beautiful wooden floors and a freestanding bath in the yeah, middle of the room. I like salt Amazing. baths, so I'm always having salt baths. Um, I kind of put all my toiletries into, although these are just like masks, everyday cleansers, body stuff. Everything's in like a separate thing, and I'm always trying out new stuff as well. So it's comes and, it comes and goes. It's too much stuff. Trying out all of the new stuff <laughs> is a nightmare. Makeup wise, I only keep a kind of everyday thing here. Um, so it depends what I'm doing. Like I'll keep eyeliner, mascara, bit of foundation. Um, what else have I got? Yeah, just a quite few an bits edited here. Little yeah, yeah really I, I am. I am quite edited because I've got so much makeup. You can imagine. I wanted to ask you. Um, obviously, you've collaborated with brands in the past, and now you're doing this amazing long con thing. Is that always? Do you prefer collaborating? I think when you announced you were creative director, it was very exciting. But I'm sure there were some people who said, "Oh, why didn't you do your own thing?" Yeah, no, I'd love to do my own thing. Thank I you. think um, what was interesting is that I've done. This brand for, you know, Shiseido, which was a range for just the Asian market, which was such a good learning curve. Then I did Boots, which was interesting because it is high street. So it, it taught me a lot about kind of that price Masters point and, yeah, so. and, and all of that. And when I was with them, it was just launching in America. So that was interesting. You know, the Target takeover happened. And so I got to see all of that. And then I'd left Boots and I was thinking, oh, I think I'll do my own thing. And then I got asked by... Longcom and I remember it was so funny because I'd been doing the makeup for the shoots and then one day they asked me to go meet them like the president and I was like okay <laughs> and I kind of went she's like I love your videos it's so great the way you talk to women and all this stuff and then she's like you know would you consider being our global creative director and I remember thinking and I said to her well will I actually get to do something I don't want to be a creative director like quote yeah. unquote that yeah. kind of does a press show and says, talks about products. You know, I'm really good at product development because I've, I've spent so long kind of learning it and I really enjoy it. And I, do, I only want to do it if I can do that. And she was like, absolutely. And I said, and if I get to kind of have a say in things and, you know, bring new ideas. And, and she was like, definitely, you know, we 100% want to do that. And I thought, well, that's just fascinating, you know, because it is such an incredible company with such a great history and heritage and they have the best cosmetic scientists and the first thing I did was go and speak to Veronique who's this incredible cosmetic scientist they have there and pick her brains you know yeah. about things and it's just a really and what's also interesting about it is that when I first signed up and I actually started working for them about three or four months before I was announced and I'd gone around all the different um you know, went to New York, went to kind of Tokyo, went to um, China. And then within each country, of course, they like, oh, we're so happy. Now, <laughs> we would like you know, <laughs> right, more <request>. pastels, <laughs> more this, more that. And then I go to America. Okay, great. <laughs> we want more contouring kits. We want more <laughs> tan. We want this. We want all the limited editions to look like this. And you realize, wow, it's such a big task to kind of please everyone. And that's what's such a challenge because, you know, when I do a limited edition, sometimes I'm thinking, okay, I feel like this one is more leaning towards Asia. Mm. But then it can suddenly be that that one becomes really popular in um, America. 
and it's just, I just get to play and what are you most go. proud of of all the things you've worked on so far <gasps> um well I did I loved the Sonia Ricciel collection I think it's because I bonded amazing. so well with the designer I'd met her before and to me she's like my girl crush yeah. So I was like, anything you say, Julie. Because <laughs> yeah, um, she's so, like, just cool and, like, amazing. Um, that liquid blush, I loved that. Yeah, the liquid blush oh, was gorgeous. Amazing. So she did all the packaging, and I just felt so inspired by her. Like, she always has, like, a navy, smudgy, lived-in eye, and I was like, I'm going to do navy. <laughs> so that, that worked out really well, and I think it was really popular. The lipsticks, obviously, I'm really yeah. proud about. I love the grandiose, <laughs> the 86. <Yep>. 86. <laughs> Um, the grandiose liner. That's the one that like tilts. Yeah, that's because yeah, I have always been really good at putting lip eyeliner on other people, but I've never been brilliant at doing it myself. Mm. Because with, with this one, it's so thin and so kind of fine, and it dries instantly. Because my eyes are a little bit hooded, mm. so when I open my eyes, it's they're always up here. Mm. With that one, you put it on, and it's dry within about less than ten, you know, a couple of seconds. It bone dries, so you can open your eye, and then I'm like, okay. I feel like you have the dream job. You're like making the makeup that you want to exist. Yeah, well, I do. I did yeah. that with the lipsticks, definitely. I was like, do you know what? Tweak that a little bit. I think it'll look better on me. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a favourite lipstick? I will have all Well, I designed two of them really for me. Did you? Yeah, I did. Because I thought, well, it's 86. Come on. <laughs> you can sneak two yeah. in there. You Go can on. sneak two in. Can you share the secret? Which yeah, ones they are? Um, Idol, which is not on sale in America, which... A lot of people in America say, your favourite lipstick isn't... But it's here. It's in the UK. Okay. And then the other one I love is Suspense for me. Oh, actually, they're, they're probably here. Um, I've got Suspense on today, That's which really I wanted beautiful. a new, but that was a bit Slime. more like peachy nude. Yeah. So, like, there's that one. More like a salmon-y pink. Yeah, more like a salmon. And that's... Oh, no, that's Isabella. I haven't got a doll here. Oh, I know why. I gave it to um, Emma. <laughs> What's her name? Emma Stone. <laughs> oh, you know I gave Emma. it to Emma Stone. Oh, old Emma. <laughs> that was the best name drop ever. ever. Sorry, Emma. I could have... I was like, okay. Emma Bunsen. There's so many Emmas. Emma. <laughs> oh, she's lovely. She's so nice. That was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> we, we also wanted to ask you, obviously, you have such an interest in vintage makeup and you travel a lot and you buy crazy makeup from around the I world. I do. What's the weirdest makeup item you've ever come across oh in your travels? Oh, my God, so much. Um... <laughs> Well, I'd always wanted some of the radioactive makeup, which was really popular in the 1920s and early 30s. And it, I knew that there was a range in the UK. It was a British range and there was a French range. I used to sell it in Harrods. And uh, I did find the powder and I was so happy about that. Oh, wow. Because it's such a weird, mad <laughs> thing. It was just because radium had been discovered and because the beauty industry has had this weird relationship with science. You know... Beauty is sold to women from a sort of scientific point of view, unlike anything else. If yeah. you're if you're trying to sell like a car to women, it's usually like, oh, it's got an amazing radio. The seats are really comfy. <laughs> Not to be sound sexist, but it, it's just the way the industries work that they have a way of selling. Whereas right from the get go, science, um, makeup, and beauty has been like all about kind of really scientific kind mm. of things, which is really odd in a way. Yeah. Because, um, and that, that's where that came from. It was radium. And, um, you know, radium was discovered. It was a great thing. So, of course, the beauty industry was like, great. Radioactive. <laughs> there was lipsticks. I've got the advertising. Wow. The advertising is like this girl with this glowing skin. <laughs> and it's the ad is something like for glowing complexion. <laughs> 
you know, radioactive makeup. Wow. I wasn't expecting your answer to no. be that. <laughs> some kind of like snail slide. Yeah, that's oh, old no. news now. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, yeah, that's back, makeup. back again. But radioactive <laughs> makeup, it was a thing. <laughs> Luckily, no one died because it was so expensive to put radioactivity into the makeup. They only put a tiny amount in. So no one actually died of it. Oh my god! <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> good, good place to to wrap things up. <laughs> and we just wanted to say a massive thank you for having us. This has been so nice. Been oh, so you're so welcome. It's so nice to see you girls. And you. Pop around anytime. You'll have to come to my studio next time. Uh, I, I mean, I'm down for the and studio. I'm down for a movie makeup. night. Yeah, a movie <laughs> night. <laughs> what kind of Drew films Barrymore. do you like? Really crap ones. Okay, <laughs> so fifty like, first dates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. great. Really. Next time you brilliant. Put that on, let me know. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Thanks. <laughs> Okay, wasn't that incredible? Don't you want to come to a movie night as well? <laughs> oh my God, Lisa Eldridge. I mean, she was my idol anyway, like now even more. Yeah, wow. I really want to buy that lipstick. Yes, the lipsticks. Lily's all like swatched up right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we're going to go out and definitely get the nude one. Yeah. And then the ready one she's talking about as well. I really like that. So if you guys enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to subscribe because then you automatically get a podcast every week on a Wednesday morning at 6am when it goes live. Also, if you could rate the podcast, I mean, five stars is preferable <laughs> for whatever you think that it deserves pop a review as well because we'll be shouting them out on later episodes and actually we've who got one pick? here who am I going to pick Sally said the first episode exceeded all expectations a fantastic listen well done girls oh, thank you for listening Sally. So, nice. so don't forget if you want to see the photos from Lisa's house she was very kind and let us take loads of photos listen to the podcast on the Acast app they come up automatically as you're listening which is great and if you want to chat to Lily and I on Twitter or Instagram or anything like that Lily is at Lily Pebbles I am at the Anna Edit so let us know what you think give us some feedback always appreciated the sound of this podcast is done by Adam Durbridge and it's produced by the lovely Sam Shatabi. Thank you guys so much for listening and we'll speak to you again next week. Yeah, banging guests next week. Oh. Um, but yeah, let us know what you think of this one and we will see you then. Bye. Bye. <laughs> see you then. We're so like, we're such a YouTuber. We're so visual. <laughs> <laughs>